Hello, and welcome to another episode of How to Empower podcast series. In this episode, we're going to look at what businesses and individuals can do to start the conversation for both men and women on factors affecting women's health in the workplace. Today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Janet Lindsay, CEO of Wellbeing of Women. This UK charity is funding pioneering medical research across the whole spectrum of the women's reproductive and gynaecological health. I'm also joined by my colleague Sarah Churchman, UK Head of Inclusion, Community and Wellbeing at PwC. Janet, we're already working with you at the Wellbeing of Women to provide our clients and people with key information to raise awareness of health issues, which can often be seen as difficult conversations to have in the workplace. Why do you think people are scared to talk about women's health at work? We often hear stories about women being afraid or embarrassed to talk about their health with their colleagues or their employers. I think it comes down to two reasons. For a long time, women have been told their symptoms or pain are just women's troubles, and this is with um, you know, their doctors. And this dismissive attitude has led women to feel that they're suffering in silence, and that is definitely something that we don't want to happen. There's a lot of stigma around discussing issues, as we say, below the waist, another euphemism. Many conditions such as menstrual health, endometriosis, and the menopause are still perceived as taboo subjects. And a lot of women just don't feel able or confident enough to talk about them openly with their colleagues and with their managers. This is something Wellbeing of Women works to change by raising awareness and keeping the conversation going. As we've seen, there is still a gender pay gap and this unequal culture means that some women may feel afraid to present anything that is going to be held against them or they, they can feel it's mm. being held against them. Of course, it is changing. Businesses are really having to work hard to make sure that there is a, a good gender balance. And so we're hopeful that if we can raise awareness and keep the conversation going, then this will change for women. And, and Sarah, what are, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I agree with Janet in that um, some of these topics are still taboo in the same way that mental health is, is until recently, a relatively taboo topic to talk about and something that we're trying to change at PwC. I guess what we believe is it's really important to normalise these conversations through raising awareness, increasing understanding and creating a more open and supportive environment. And talking about these things is the first step to finding the support people might need um, and to having more productive working relationships. So we need to be thinking about the whole person. Our employees don't leave their health conditions when they come to work. They don't leave them at home. It's, it's part of who they are. And so being able to get comfortable acknowledging this is central to being able to bring your best role, your, your best self to work. And I think talking about issues like the menopause is, is, is more important than ever because, you know, we are transforming or we have been transforming the world of work. 20 years ago, perhaps women who were hitting the menopause were no longer in work. Mm. And we've done a phenomenal amount of work over the last 20 to 30 years to ensure that women can remain at work whilst you know combining it with other responsibilities such as family or other caring roles, but also to have a productive career at work. And if being productive means being able to talk about these issues and seeking the support that's available, well then it's obviously a business issue. I think the, the important thing to say there as well about the menopause is it's a natural it's a natural mm. process that every woman will go through. Absolutely. And therefore, it needs to be addressed within the workplace as more and more women are working beyond the age of 50, which is around about the, the time that the majority of women will 
go through the menopause. I think that's right. And, and, and supporting women 50 and beyond, keeping them in the world of work for longer will help to solve the gender pay gap, close the gender pay gap. Thank you. And, and Janet, just in terms of well-being of women, you know, you're obviously make, trying to make a difference in everyone's lives today. What actions are you taking to actually do this? One of the things we do is um, we try and raise awareness. Uh, we do that through health events. We just did one recently, actually, at Harvey Nichols. We had 70 women talking um, about their own menopause. And we had three experts, um, two doctors, and Anthea Turner, the um, former B um, BBC uh, Blue Peter presenter, talking about her own experiences. But what was really interesting was a, G a GP there, uh, Louise uh, Newson, who is a menopause expert um, and has people traveling all over the country to her menopause clinic, said that when she first had symptoms, she herself thought she was suffering from lymphoma. Gosh. And it wasn't until she went to visit the doctor uh, and, the, and the doctor said to her, actually, these symptoms all sound to me like you're going through the menopause or perimenopause. And she immediately uh, breathed a sigh of relief uh, and went away and thought, actually, I need to help women um, with this subject. So it's, for me, it's raising awareness, making women feel that they're not alone, um, to uh, look, look at their symptoms and then go and visit the doctor. That's the, the very first thing to do. And then to talk to colleagues uh, and make sure that everybody around them is, is being supportive. Yeah, and I personally found myself, my sister um, added me to a Facebook group actually, which has been really enlightening, which I've then been able to use on a client who stopped me and said, I'm in tears, I don't know what to do. And actually, she, I think I'm going mad. And actually the doctor's told me I've got depression. And I actually was able to say to her, I think you've got the symptoms of mm -hmm. the menopause and perhaps you should go back. So, mm -hmm. so I suppose it's just finding that medium that, that helps. Mm -hmm. and, and, and Sarah, in terms of PwC, what are we doing to encourage people to well, be more open? Yeah, and as I said earlier, I think yep. talking about these things is the first step to, to finding the support that people really need and having more productive working relationships. Um, we need to be thinking about the whole person. We talk about that from an inclusion perspective. You know, people don't leave their health um, health issues um, at home. They, they bring them to work. So being able to get comfortable acknowledging this is really central, I think, to, to being the best you can be in the workplace. So as part of our um, Be Well Work well, um, global wellbeing approach, actually, we're shining a spotlight on women's health um, and we'll be launching our menopause in the workplace toolkit, um, which we've developed in collaboration with um, Wellbeing of Women and the Royal College of Gynecologists in March of this year. And the toolkit seeks to unpack, um, you know, the, the lack of understanding, really, because there is such Lack, such a lack of understanding when it comes to the menopause, um, including how the symptoms people experience can significantly impact their lives, including their, their working life. It will aim to offer lots of practical hints and tips and strategies for managing the symptoms, but really aims to increase everyone's understanding. It's not just targeting women, it's, it's building everyone's understanding and confidence in talking about the menopause and the related issues. Um, you know, we're all, we all have colleagues, um, we all have family members, we've all got some kind of, of, of connection with, with the menopause, whether we realise it or not. And I think education is the start of building that understanding. Okay, that's really interesting. Uh, and actually, um, what role do you think men have to play moving this topic forward? I think it's really important for men to get involved in, uh, in understanding uh, what a woman is going through. I mean, women's health issues are unique to them. Um, 
And we must make sure that men are included in the discussion because a lot of men actually don't know. Well, I, as I say, we come back to the menopause event we had recently. Mm. We, we've done several health seminars over fertility and menopause and endometriosis. And when men come along, and they do, what is obvious to us is that actually they are lacking in knowledge themselves. And it's trying actually to get um, uh, people to talk to each other. If we can do that um, and they can feel in a safe environment to do it. I know when we've been speaking to women about the menopause uh, at work, they've said that there are a number of issues. One, that already they're feeling uh, vulnerable uh, at work and as they get older, that can continue. Mm. And the menopause subject, of course, immediately ages them. So they need a safe, a safe place to be able to talk about it. And that may not actually be with their immediate um, team or manager. So it's whether or not companies are able to create a, a, a place for them to go and talk about their issues. And then it can be very simple things that can help women at work, particularly with the menopause. It can be making sure that um, you know there's good ventilation, that they're able to turn heating down, that they are even able to just walk away from their desk for, for a few moments. Because women do talk about having a sort of fog or perhaps loss of memory. Uh, none of these are permanent things, but it, it's just helping women through certain times of their life. Thank you. And Sarah, just I suppose in terms of PwC, is there anything specific we're going to do to, to help men have that conversation and feel part of the Absolutely. Yeah, well, I think I think uh, a lot of men will be very interested because, you know, a lot of, of men at PwC, they will be brothers or they'll be husbands or they will be partners, sons, etc. So very likely to have people close to them who ex who are experiencing some form of women's health challenges, be it the, the menopause or, or whatever. And we are going to, on the on the um, on the back of the launch of the toolkit, host a series of events with well-being of women, covering issues such as um, fertility, which I think is an issue that that you know both men and women are, are impacted mm. by. Um, period problems, endometriosis. These are these are issues that are that are relevant to you know to everybody, whatever your gender. Um, so. Uh, we, we want to engage everybody um, in the conversation and being open to having a conversation and making the effort to understand, not shying away from the conversation. Because at the end of the day, this is the kind of environment we want to create at PwC, an environment in which they feel people, people feel they can bring their whole selves to work, but it's an environment in which people care about each other. Yeah, and actually, I'm smiling at you because I was with an audit team last week and, and one of the young ladies, literally in, in a room, there was her and I and six other men in the room. She said, I've really got bad tummy ache. And I said, well, is that your period? And she said, yes. And I, out of my handbag, I got her out one of my strong pink pills. Mm -hmm. The men looked round and said to her, how can you take that pink pill from Susie? And <laughs> it was on those things. But actually, it did at least, yeah. without thinking about it, I educated six men in the room that, that actually this girl was in real pain yeah. and it, she was struggling to do her job. Absolutely. And I think people, you know, the, the idea of talking about it, most people want to talk to somebody else who've had a similar experience. And I remember when I was in a generalist HR role at PwC, I began to wonder whether there was something about our water or our air conditioning that was causing, you know, so many women that I had responsibility for to have um, miscarriages. There were, you know, there seemed to be a, a sort of a, a lot of women in, in the business units that I was looking after who were, who were experiencing miscarriages. And of course, when you go through that experience, 
you think you're the only one mm. or you think you're alone, but I think it's one in three pregnancies end in miscarriage. And, you know, oh, people just yeah. want to talk to somebody else. In, in addition to medical advice, they want to talk to somebody else. And if there's somebody else at work they can talk to who's experienced it and, you know, and, how, they, and how they coped with it, well, it is just, I, I think, you know, a, a good result. And, and women are particularly good at that. They will um, collaborate in that way with each other, mm. which perhaps men don't do. Um, and I think men can feel isolated. So the more we can bring yeah. them into yeah. the conversation, the better it's going to be for everybody. Thank you. And one last question to both of you. What would be your one top tip for both employers or employees of how to help that open conversation on women's health? I would say listen. Listen to your workforce. Your workforce are the most important part of your business. And if they are happy and if they are well, then you are going to get the absolute best out of them. And it comes back to women's, women's health is unique to them. Um, and they can have issues from you know the moment they start to um, menstruate right through until way beyond the menopause. And we just need to support women as much as possible. We want them in the workplace. Um, they're very, very vital. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right on. There he is. <laughs> I think for employers, it's about um, embracing women's health issues as part of your overall well-being approach, which is exactly what we're doing at PwC. And I think importantly, involve women and your employees more generally in developing your strategies, your well-being strategies. Um, for employees, I think the message is just don't suffer in silence. Um, health issues for women, women's health issues are are real. They're, they're as real as any other. Um, and although they may not be a sort of an illness as, as such, the symptoms um, can be proactively addressed. And, you know, I, I think that's the, key, that's the thing to focus on. Thank you. That brings us to the end of another episode. Janet and Sarah, thank you very much for joining me today. I've really enjoyed our chat and I hope we've provided some useful ideas to you, our audience, on how you can have those open conversations on women's health, both at home, in the workplace, and if you're me, even on the tube. Don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date with our, all our future episodes. And thank you for listening. Music